This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast, episode number six, Racing in the Desert at Phoenix Week. Michigan, Tennessee, and Texas. This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Henrich, Justin White, and Josh Wilbur. Welcome, welcome, race fans, to episode Ryan Newman, number six. As you see, we are only two people here today. Our Jolly Green Giant of iRacing is not feeling well, so he is taking the night off. But the bald guy with the O'Reilly Auto Parts racetrack behind him, that is Justin Henrich, and I am Josh Wilbur. That's Phoenix Raceway behind me. Quite a unique racetrack, too, that I never really realized until they were, you know, talking about it and showing everything. And I was like, wow, it's actually a really cool track, which hopefully if everything goes right, we'll be at in the fall. Yay. But, yeah, unfortunately, um, we're one Justin down. He is not feeling well today. But uh, the show must go on. Yeah, so instead of instead of the Triple J, you get Dose J. Yep. You know what? We got lots of news and results to talk about, so let's dive right into some NASCAR. Hey, Bubba Wallace just passed last. (laughs) Uh, Bubba did something that really upset me, but it wasn't necessarily his fault. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) But um, ARCA series was back in action at Phoenix Raceway. So this was kind of interesting because ARCA Menard series and the ARCA Menard series West both raced the same race. It counted for both leagues. So it was kind of interesting. It was a combined race. And, um, yep, Hmm. so I know. I didn't know. I didn't realize they, they did that. So the results for both leagues are the exact same. And, uh. It's weird. I know, it is kind of weird. Well, do you know what's... It kind of reminds me of, um... So, is it IMS racing, where they have, like, four different leagues all racing on the same racetrack at the same time? So, you'll have, like, four different winners because there's, like, four different leagues going at once. And different leagues are faster yeah, than others. Yeah, yeah, Kind of like that Rolex 24 had multiple different yeah, kinds of cars. exactly. Things going at it. Okay. It's kind of interesting. I remember the first time I saw it, I couldn't figure out what was happening. I'm like, wait, why are there, like, some cars that are way faster than others? That's not fair. Oh, they're different leagues racing at once. But kind of cool. But anyway, these cars, though, were all obviously the same. And that's probably part of the reason instead of having two separate races, since a lot of these people race different leagues, they just had a crossover. But anyway, let's take a look at the top ten. So, um... 
Then 10th place was Trevor Huddleston. Uh, ninth was Taylor Gray. And 8th was Todd Souza. And 7th, Drew Dollar. Drew Dollar seems like he's a pretty good race car driver. I keep seeing him up there. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. I have a feeling we'll be seeing him in the truck series at some point. On 6th, uh, Jesse Love. And 5th, Derek Krause. Um, and 4th, Kyle Sieg. And 3rd, Thad Muffet. And then in second, Corey Heim. Another. Okay, um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little unfamiliar with the. I hate to say lower level guys, but is he related to to Brad Moffitt? I believe so. So, I mean this this kid's only like 21 years old. So, although again, some of those kids are barely like 16 that are racing out there. So, but I I would say he probably is related. Okay. Not 100% sure, though. Um, And then on the winner, who's, uh, from what I can tell, is going to be a star in, as he moves his way up, Ty Gibbs. So, <laughs> uh, we'll hear his name a little bit later on. I know. The, man, this kid is just awesome and exciting to watch. And, um, yeah, he's probably going to tear Arca up this year. Question, how'd Tony do? All right, so... This was a rough race for the ladies, unfortunately. Um, Tony got involved in a crash early on, as did Gracie Trotter. And so they both finished. Gracie was 27th. Tony was 30th. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a, a rough race for the ladies, unfortunately. But there's plenty of racing left to go, so... Yeah, that was like, what, the first race for Arca Menards and the West Series? For the West Series, yep. Second race for the, the series as a whole. A lot of their racing comes more later in the summer, so. Oh, okay. But we'll take a quick look. Um, Arca East didn't race, but the official Arca Menards Series standings right now, Corey Heim is leading with Ty Gibbs second, Drew Dollar third, Kyle C fourth, and Thad Moffitt in fifth place. And then the Arkham Menards West Series. Well, and those standings are just like the race because they've only had one race. So Ty Gibbs first, Corey Heim second, Thad Moffat third, Kyle Seek fourth, and Derek Krause fifth. But it just, it's just fun to watch these names, and I just have a feeling that we're going to be able to watch them move up through the ranks, which is pretty exciting. But yeah, Arca, literally there's no more Arca racing till April. So the next hmm. the next ARCA race will be April 24th at Talladega Super Speedway. Wow, and it's not even like the beginning part of April. It's the end of April. Exactly. But like, like I said, once we get into like May, that's when all the leagues really start to have quite a few races. So we'll start to see them a lot more as the weather gets nice. But there's some ARCA racing there for you. Um, the Truck Series did not race. However, they will be back in action this Saturday. The FRA Auctions 200 in Atlanta. And they're actually a double header. So um, at 2.30 p.m., they'll be racing on Saturday, followed by the Xfinity Series. So that'll be exciting. One of, Speaking one of, these, of the trucks. One of these years, I'll get down to Atlanta because it's a cheap flight and um, watch, watch the races there because usually all three series go there, so... Speaking of the truck series, I'm curious to get your take on uh, Kevin Harvick, who will be running the truck series at Bristol. I'm excited about that. So um, I think both 
Kevin Harvick and Ryan Priest have added to their 2021 racing calendars. And, yep, Harvick scheduled to start in the NASCAR Camp Royal Truck Series race on uh, Bristol Dirt. So that's going to be pretty exciting. He'll be in David Gilligan's number 17 Ford. So I, I figured it didn't surprise me that we're going to see probably some Cup Series drivers try to drive the truck race just to get some more experience. You think uh, you think Chase Elliott might try to drop down to the Truck Series to to race that? I mean, it's always possible. Obviously, there's only so much room, but I thought I also read. Let me see here. That maybe Mark I'm just Truex. excited. The dirt the dirt race is like 13 days away. Martin Truex Jr. also is going to compete in the Bristol Dirt Race, and he hasn't okay, competed in truck racing one. for quite a while, so. We're gonna you're gonna see some cup drivers in the dirt race. That's gonna be exciting. Also, this is kind of exciting. So Harvick. Oh, um, honestly, that's that that's smart. No, it is smart. So I I mean, get as much experience as you can. Harvick also added three Xfinity Series races at three road courses. So Harvick will be driving the Stuart Haas Racing Ford at Circuit of America, May 22nd, Road America, July 3rd, and the Indianapolis Speedway Road Course on August 14th. So, Harvick. Hey, will, I'll be at two of those. I know, that's pretty cool, and I'll probably be at two of those. So, I'm pretty sure my brother and I are going to try to go down to India you, you, if we can. Oh, I thought, I thought, you, were, I thought you were about to surprise me and tell me you were coming to Texas. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess you never know. <laughs> but, yep, so... And Priest is going to be adding two Camping World Series races. He'll be in the 17 in Nashville Speedway and a Pocono Raceway. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. And this is pretty cool, too. So, I think you put this on the Facebook site, but Jessica Friesen is going to race um, with her husband on the in Bristol, on Bristol Dirt. So... Elmer I wonder if they're gonna racing. have like a friendly, uh, friendly I bet. If they're gonna have like a friendly bet. Whoever finishes last has to do the laundry for a year. Maybe. So she'll be racing as a teammate in the same event the as her dishes, husband. One of the two. So her husband Stuart Friesen, and apparently they regularly race in the Northeast Dirt Modifieds. So this will be the first time a husband and wife compete in the same race and the same NASCAR team. That's really neat. There'll be some history made oh, there she, then. And she's raced. She races on dirt, so she might actually be pretty decent. Well, they both, yeah. They both race on dirt, so it could be a good race for both of them. It's going to be interesting because there's probably going to be some drivers that we normally don't see do well well on the dirt because they've come from dirt racing. So, didn't, um, doesn't Kyle Larson race dirt? He does. That's why I'm kind of (laughs) disappointed I picked him for for Daytona because he'd be a good pick, but... I have another dirt guy who yep. who I have in mind for Bristol. So, I still think it can get messy. I mean, Bristol has an instance as it is with how small it is, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of trucks and a lot of cars that are just all beat up. It could be a beat up car that wins. Um, I'm super. Well, excited. honestly, I'm I'm curious to see how it goes because this weekend they have a lot of the like minor league vehicle or minor league races heading there, like the 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 classics and the the late models and stuff like that going there and they're they're gonna go race there this weekend and then you got three races next weekend I'm I'm wondering how much dirt's gonna be left on the track by the end of Sunday 
Oh, I'm sure it'll be good. They'll figure out a way. But, um, yeah, that'll be fun. That's going to be awesome. Um, let's see. And then also, um, longtime racer Bill Lester will drive the number 17 Ford F-150 for David Gilligan at Atlanta Motor Speedway on March 20th. So apparently he used to race back in 2007, so that's cool. It seems like David Gilligan's number 17, he kind of likes to rotate it through different drivers, so it's nice to see all these people getting a different and, uh, opportunities. I, yeah, it was a part-time entry. For I apologize. I, keep, I, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. Oh, that's okay. Go for uh, it. But also, uh, Austin Sendrick has just now been announced as a driver for the cup race in Atlanta. Yep. That'll be exciting. Speaking of Austin, Austin Sendrick, um, let's move on uh, to the Xfinity race we had at that's Phoenix. What I said, right? Way. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> oh, okay. You had me questioning it. I thought I said his name wrong. No, you didn't. Phoenix race. I like the name of this race. Call 811 before you <laughs> dig 200. Presented by Arizona 811. <laughs> wow. Call yeah, 811 before you dig 200. The, the Cup Series needs to uh, come up with some better names than what they've been doing because that's that and the bucked up whatever it was. I know. Some pretty good the names Xfinity and Truck. I just love it. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But NASCAR just goes with like the boring. Pennzoil 400, the Coca-Cola 400. Yep. Call 811 before you dig. Oh, I like it. Um, So I was able to actually had to record the race and watch it back because I was busy on Saturday, but it was uh, a race dominated by the winner for sure. And uh, it's, it's just very interesting how, how Phoenix Raceway, it's not technically a short track, but it's not really big. And the start-finish line is actually kind of in the one of the turns, which is kind of interesting. So it's a very unique track. And another one of those tracks... You can track- say that again. Huh? So you can say that again. Yeah. It's not often you see guys take off from a turn and go like 10 wide and just expand the raceway, the racetrack as much as they do. Yeah, because they can dive right below the yellow line um, when they go past the... The start finish line, and uh, yeah, it's it's a very unique track, and they also have like a rubber compound up in the high groove, which gives the car some extra grip. So there's just a ton of strategy involved. You know, I know people are always like, "Oh, it's just a you know." Well, it's not even an oval. This track, it's kind of shaped weird, but it's just turn left, turn left. But there's <laughs> there's so much strategy involved. Again, tire wear comes into play here, and. The restarts were exciting, just like the last couple of races. So, but then once everyone gets restarted, you start to see the better cars, you know, work their way to the front. And if you can get clean air out front, obviously it's always a big advantage. But surprisingly, not as many cars went laps down as I as I thought they would. How many cars actually were on the lead lap? Let's see here. Yeah, all together, there were 25 cars in the lead lap, so not too bad. Sometimes you see way less than that when it's not as big of a track. But all right, let's get to some results here. So in 10th place, Jeremy Clements. In 9th place, Brett Moffitt. In 8th, Justin Allgaier. In 7th, Bailey Curry. In 6th, another strong finish for Jeb Burton. In 5th, good old A.J. Allmendinger. In fourth, Riley Herbst. In third, Brandon Brown. This, again, this is so impressive. 
And he, he was starting to catch up to first. I don't know if he would have had it, but in second if, place. If he would have had maybe two more laps, I think he would have had him. I don't know. The The car that won was pretty strong all day. But in second place, Ty Gibbs. This kid's amazing when you think about it. He's done so good in the races he's raced in Xfinity. I mean, he won. Yeah, I think he's, he's he had a first second. and a second place finish. This, this kid's amazing. He's dominating Arca. I am excited to see what he can do as he moves in, you know, higher and higher. So wouldn't surprise me if he wins the Arca Menard series. In fact, I expect he will. And then um, first place, Austin Sindrick. He dominated most of the race. This guy is, I mean, he's last year's champion. He just looks so solid. Um, when he goes to the Wood Brothers next year, watch out. I think he's definitely going to be the rookie of the year and will make the playoffs his first year in. So, I mean, it just it's exciting. If only he could keep his number twenty-two, because I like that number. But twenty-one's not too bad. I, I uh, unfortunately, I think that number's taken. No, I know it is. <laughs> He's not getting that number. I, I don't, I don't think he would get that from Logano. Mm-mm. But it would be kind of interesting because you know how when some famous sports athletes go to another team, they like bribe someone for the jersey number with like a Rolex or. A dinner or something like that. I, <laughs> yeah. wonder, I, I wonder if he'd be able to bribe Logano for like a Rolex or something. We, we, the, well, the number doesn't belong to Logano. I believe it belongs to I know. Team Penske. So I know. We, I, I don't think. I wonder if it's ever happened that owners have swapped numbers. Because even like when Dale Hart Jr. moved, he couldn't take his number eight. So he did the 88 at Hendrick. Number three, you know, didn't move anywhere. It's kind of interesting. I thought they'd actually retire the number three car, to be honest with you. I was surprised they didn't. I, I thought they would, too. But, yeah, that's okay. It's nice to see it on the track. Not that I was I was never a huge Dale Earnhardt fan myself, but I definitely understood the importance and was just devastated, just like everyone else. So, but, um, yeah, Austin Sindrick, when I, as I watched the race, he pretty much was up front all day. He did get caught in traffic a little bit, but, you know, he made it back up to the front. Um, Ty Gibbs, Ty Gibbs did make it through one of the last restarts. There was some bumping and stuff going on and he kind of shot through and around it. So good job, Ty Gibbs. He definitely, definitely was very speedy out there. So, and there was a little bit like, um, so let's see here. Notables, where did Brandon Jones finish up? If I can find him on here. Yeah, Brandon Jones finished in 33rd. He actually was running strong all day and. The Almondinger got into him and spun him, and so unfortunately he ended up in 33rd. But he was running top 10 all day, so he had a strong car. Um, you know, in his interview, he wasn't as angry as I thought he'd be, so I do think a lot of people have respect for Almondinger. I don't think he did it on purpose, but unfortunately that's racing. Sometimes things happen. And then, Now I got a question. Mm-hmm. Because I was kind of watching the race while doing something else, and... I looked away from the TV for a minute, and then I looked back, and I show them showing somebody flipping the bird. Hmm. Like one driver flipping <laughs> the bird to the other. I mean, I don't think that was that was Brandon Jones. I guess it could have been, but no, I'm I'm asking because I wasn't I was I was paying attention, but then I wasn't paying attention, and I look back, and all I see is like a blurred out middle finger. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I that, didn't quite so. see what led into that. Yeah, I do not remember seeing anyone flipping the bird, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. So Okay. 
I like I said, I recorded, so I probably fast forwarded through some commercials. Maybe I went a little too far or something. But hey, NASCAR will get you heated. Like Bristol, oh, you know people are gonna get pissed in Bristol week, especially with the dirt. Yep. And then, uh, man, what a rough year for Noah Gregson. You know, he, he's a good driver. Obviously, he has a little bit of a temper sometimes and says some controversial things, but, I mean, he just has no luck this season. His engine blew. 39th place. So, I mean, the only thing he's got yeah, going was, for him. I was him, watching that. And... The only thing he has going for him is it's a long, long season still. So, he can still get back on track. But, um, yeah, I'm sure he's really frustrated right now. Nothing going right for Noah Gregson. Yeah, I was watching that, and then they showed the, the car behind him just get sprayed with oil, and then he's going to the pits, and you just see flames underneath this car. That's pretty cool, actually. Glad he's okay. <laughs> yep, Joe, just, he just can't. Sorry, can't I like fire. <laughs> and then um, I always like to note Timmy Hill. He had a strong race, 14th. Good job, Timmy Hill. I'd still love to see him in a Hendrick car or, or like a big team because I think he would actually do all right. Equipment makes a big difference. All right, let's take a look and see how um, that shook up the standings. To no surprise, in first place is Austin Sindrick, who already has two wins. Out of five top fives. The guy is finishing the top five at every race this season. I mean, he's incredible. Seriously, four stage wins, 282 laps led. Um, just dominating right now. Second place, Daniel uh, Hemrick. So he's he's doing pretty well himself, three top fives. So And then we got Jeb Burton in third. And then we got A.J. Almendinger in fourth. He had that nice victory a while back. And Harrison Burton in fifth. So look at the Burtons go. That's pretty exciting. I was I was a big fan of um, Jeff and Ward Burton, so it's kind of fun to see. I don't know if Jeb and Harrison are how they're related, but let's see. How are Jeb and Harrison? Oh, I think they're brothers. Okay. Oh, yep. So Jeb Burton is the son of Ward Burton. The nephew of Jeff Burton and the cousin of Jeff's son, Harrison. Okay, that's cool. So Jeff Burton's son is Harrison Burton. Ward Burton's son is um, Jeb Burton. There we go. That's how they're all related. So, all right, I'll be cheering for them. I was really hoping my so my favorite driver growing up and of all time was Mark Martin, and he had a son that was doing some racing but decided not to pursue it. I was hoping there would be another Martin in there, but that's okay. I'm enjoying Blaney and Elliot. But, yeah, and then we got um, Saturday at 5 p.m. after the truck race, the Echo Park 250 in Atlanta. So we'll see. We'll see if Austin Sindrick can win again. Maybe he can sweep. He can win um, both Xfinity and the uh, Cup Series. That would be a heck of a weekend. That would be. Well, I don't know if will his car be strong enough. You know, have a good enough engine and stuff compared to the other ones to do that. I don't know, but he's got the talent, so he 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 had a good race in Daytona. Yep. Although Daytona is all restrictor plates, so it's a little harder to gauge. Yeah, no. But we'll Just see. He did good. Yep. 
Well, all right. How'd the cup go? All right. So the Instacart 500. Man, they really need to work on these names. <laughs> so before the race began, they did have quite a few guys who had to go back to the back of the field for failed inspections. Or Weren't they like all Hendrick cars? Uh, they had Kyle Larson, William Byron, uh, Cody Ware. Um, oh, where was uh, he? Uh-huh. Sorry, Chase Elliott, uh, Quinn Hoff, but he was there in the back, anyways. <laughs> he had nothing to lose, <laughs> yeah. So, 300 cars <laughs> to the back, yeah. But, and, uh, and then those right, 300 so... cars were like, to the front we go. It was, it was a real interesting race for one of these guys, and we'll talk about it here in a minute. So, and tenth place we got Ryan Blaney. Yes. And ninth place Christopher Bell. Eighth place William Byron. Seventh place Kyle Larson. Sixth place Kevin Harvick. Fifth Chase Elliott. Fourth Brad Keselowski. Every time I say his name, I want to do like Mike Wazowski from mm-hmm. uh, from Monsters Inc. So I gotta stop myself from doing that. In third place, Denny Hamlin. Second place, Joey Lagano. And the first place winner, Martin Truex Jr. Woo! I like Martin Truex Jr. It's always nice to see him win. So here was the interesting thing for this race. So Kyle Larson went to the back for it was either failed inspection or uh or unapproved touch up or whatever. <clears throat> but uh he so he started in the back, made his way up to the front. Sped through pit road, had to go to the back again, made his way up to the front, sped through pit road again, had to go back to the back, and ended up in a top 10 finish. Yeah. <laughs> he had a good car. There was, there was actually, there was quite a few people that had uh, speeding penalties yesterday. Yep. It was interesting because the cars that, you know, maybe dominated the first half, didn't necessarily dominate the second half. Well, Kozlowski was strong all day, but then he kind of faded towards the end. Um, Logano is still up there. Do you know what's that sneaky number four, Kevin Harvick? Sixth place. I mean, he, he wasn't really talked about at all the whole day. Wasn't having a great race at all, and he still manages a sixth place finish. That's impressive. Well, not only that, he he had a seventh place in the end of stage one, sixth place in the end of stage two, and then a sixth place finish. So, and Blaney, uh, he got um, he got some playoff points in that. Yeah, you know, Blaney really dominated the the first part of the race. He he won the first stage, fifth place, the second stage. Got a solid top ten. So his car kind of faded as the day went on. But it's nice to see Blaney. He's starting to get that consistency going again. So. I'm excited for him. So let's let's see how that shakes up the series standings. And first place we got Denny Hamlin. Second place, Brad Keselowski. Sorry, I, I <laughs> I'm gonna probably do that the rest of the season. I apologize. Third place, Joey Logano. Fourth place, Martin Truex Jr. Fifth place, Kyle Larson. Yep, that's all my points. I was ten. I doesn't if you want yeah. to, sure. No, I didn't know if you did for the for the Xfinity or not. I don't remember. I just did five, but my brain don't work that well. It's interesting because okay, those are my points. If the playoffs were to start, 
they would put, you know, Truex Jr., Larson Bell, Byron McDowell, the first five, just because they won a race. And obviously, if you win, you're in. Yeah. But um, so we've had five different not, winners. Not necessarily, they because they were talking it's, about that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it's possible that you're not in if you win. If we were to have no repeat winners, it's possible. But well, right now are, we're 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 what five races in and we've had five different winners. No, but you can't tell me that Kyle Larson's not going to win another race or two. Martin Truex Jr. He's definitely going to win some more races. Um. I mean, you know Kevin Harvick's going to come in and win some races. Blaney. Kyle Busch is kind of well, off to a rough start, but I would think Kyle Busch will get there too. Sorry, go ahead. It's it's a lot different than last year because once, I don't remember what, what was before COVID, but after COVID it was either Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin Jeez, who won every, every single, single race. Yeah, yep, that's what it felt like. And well, every now and then you throw in a uh, a Chase Elliott like at the road courses, but and now this year it's like I said, five races, five different winners, which is pretty impressive. And uh, so this uh, this Sunday, they have the this is probably one of their cooler names, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip Five Hundred from Atlanta Motor Speedway. I like that one. That's a good name. So that's definitely a good name. One other thing I want to know about the I race was, that annoyed me. I had Cole Custer as my fantasy pick, which we'll get in the fantasy here in a minute. Wait, wait. I was going to say you got to hit the button if you're going to talk about fantasy. Well, well, I'll hit the button in a minute when we officially go into it. But just want to point out that he was having an amazing race. I think top 15, probably going to move possibly into the top 10. And he starts pulling in front of Bubba, and Bubba didn't check up and just totally spun him out. Now, I think it was definitely partially Cole Custer's fault, but uh, I went from... A potential top 10 finish to, I think he finished like 30-something because almost no cars were out of the race that's whatsoever because everyone, everyone was uh, running. 31st. So. Yeah. Because he only lost three laps, but that's how many cars were on the lead lap or only a lap down. So that was rough. That was rough, rough, rough. But, oh, well, what can you do? Hopefully Cole Custer has some better showings. I feel for him, though. I'm sure he was more upset than even I was. And Bubba Wallace was my brother's pick, so I felt like my brother took me out. <laughs> I bet your, he your brother stabbed you in the back. Yeah, I bet he was laughing. He was probably enjoying that one. For sure. So Well, your brother's not doing that well in fantasy this year, so any anything he can do to get you would probably uh make him happy. Yep. You know, Daniel Suarez got twenty first. That's one of his better finishes. See, I should have reversed my Justin Haley and Cole Custer. Justin Haley was 24th this time. Michael McDowell, 23rd. So, I think McDowell probably is going to do better at the road courses and super speedways. But um, Kyle Busch, 25th. uh, That was because he had some incidents. And the Rocket Man, Ryan Newman, just couldn't get up and going. Real quick, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. What's the question? Okay, so the Xfinity Series... They seem to have NASCAR guys going in the booth regularly. Yes, um, I'm really last enjoying week it. it was Joey Logano and I'm Joey does I it a lot and he does a head. fantastic job. Daniel Suarez, he even did and then, some Spanish, well, which is really this cool. One, this one was Daniel Suarez and 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 Joey Logano. Now here's my question: because they don't get qualifying or practice, do you think it gives 
the drivers in the booth like an unfair advantage because they can see what other drivers are doing and being successful at and then take that to their team and be like, hey, I need mm. this kind of setup for this. Do you think that gives them like somewhat of an unfair advantage? No, for a few reasons. I'm First not off. I'm not I'm not complaining because I actually do enjoy it. I enjoyed Daniel Suarez, who doesn't speak much English, but he actually did pretty he did good. Really good. And then but, they let um, him describe some stuff in Spanish. No, and then he I, I enjoyed him on the radio too. And like when people would answer him, you know, he'd call down, they'd be like, Hey amigo. <laughs> Because a lot of these drivers all know each other, which is pretty neat. It's a it's a tight knit yeah. community, I would say overall. Um, but no, I don't think it's an unfair advantage. Because first off, any race car driver could go sit in the stands or sit somewhere. And the other thing is, a lot of these teams share information, or you know, they're part of the same team. You know, Joe Gibbs probably has some might have cars in both Xfinity okay. and the Cup Series, so that kind of stuff. I was too. just curious your thoughts. Nope, I don't really see it as an advantage. Plus, I mean, all these teams have done testing and Phoenix in the past and all that. They know, they have a good idea what to expect. It's probably hardest for, like, the younger drivers. Can we hit the sounder now? Is it time? Is it time? Is it time for the best sounder of the show? (laughs) Yeah, I think that pretty much sums up uh, the Cup Series. So let's move on to some fantasy racing. All right. Justin will be doing that here in a couple weeks on a road trip he's taking. That's true. So, in our personal fantasy league, we had uh, my dad, Chuck, went with Kyle Busch, which would be a, normally be a solid pick. He has amazing finishes there. I know he wanted to take a swing with some bigger name drivers to get some points. Um, Josh picked out names out of a hat and picked yes, a solid I picked driver. Name out of a hat again. Christopher Bell, really good driver, one of the top racers this year so far. I went with Cole Custer, who historically does pretty good there. It's one of his stronger tracks, and like I said, he was cruising to a top ten finish until someone took him out. Um, <clears throat> and then Justin took the Rocket Man Ryan Newman. My brother Matt took Bubba Wallace, and Zay took Joey Logano. So. Zay had a second-place finish with Joey Logano, which got him 54 points. And then um, Josh had a ninth-place finish with Christopher Bell, which got him nine points. So good job there. Can I just say that's two top ten finishes from drawing a name out of a hat? That's true. Because I could have gotten Quinn Huff. I could have gotten gotten Matt Dibendetto. I could have got so many different people, but... And then my brother had his best showing, I believe. Yep, Bubba Wallace, 16th place, 21st, 21 points there. And then um, my dad still got 17 points out of Kyle Busch, so, you know, not what he won out of Kyle, but it could be worse. Justin White got nine points out of Ryan Newman, and, yeah, I got a 31st place finish with Cole Custer due to him being taken out, so six points. These standings really um, changed quite a bit. So... Now leading our standings is Zay with 168 points. Oh, man, he's back on top. He is because Joey Legato not only finished second, he got a bunch of stage points too. Dang it. So, Josh, you are now in second place, 11 points down at 157. Justin White is 31 points out with 137 points. I am just sitting in fourth still, (laughs) which I've been pretty much all all five weeks. I think you've been there the whole season so far. 110 points, 58 points out. 
Um, my dad, though, is catching up fast. He has 109 points, only 59 points out. And then my brother's still back there, 66 points, 102 points out. He's got a lot of making up to do. <clears throat> now, here's something interesting. I decided to take a look at the top 16 drivers who would make the playoffs, and I was curious what people have used. So, of the top 16 drivers, Zay has used three already, and you have also used three. Justin White has used three. I have used zero drivers in the top 16. My dad, Chuck, has actually used three already, so that, that's a little bit of a yikes. And then my brothers used two. So I was just kind of curious if, like, everyone at the top had used more drivers or not, but most people have used three drivers besides me and my brother, so. But it's a long, long way to go still. Anything's possible. Even my brother, who's 102 points out, I mean, you can make that up in two races, so. We shall see. We shall see what happens. But this week, we are heading on out to good old Atlanta. So let's take a look and uh, see some possible people to use there. <clears throat> so over the last, uh, what, nine, ten years, Kurt Busch actually is one of the more solid finishers at Atlanta. And he's he's doing pretty good this year, so... Not counting, for some reason, I don't have last year's numbers on here, but not counting last year, he averages about seventh place. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, all solid picks, as usual. So, common names that you'll see. Eric Jones, though, he actually has done pretty good there the last uh, few years. So, he, he may be a, a dark horse pick. And Daniel Suarez is actually... Hasn't done too bad there. So I would say those are two of my dark horse picks. Eric Jones or Daniel Suarez. However, as we discussed earlier, Austin Sindrick is going to be racing this race. Obviously, he does great in Xfinity. He did good in his first cup race, although it's Daytona, so it's a little harder to judge. But he's another person I'm going to consider taking. So uh, after I crunch the numbers, it'll probably either be Austin Sindrick, Eric Jones, or um, Daniel Sorez for me. Who are you seeing out there that you like? Um, kind of like you, I'm thinking Austin Sindrick. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. I might just keep going with my name for my mm. hat thing until it bites me in the butt. <laughs> Watch. Except I do, I do know who. You know what? I'm gonna call my shot. I'm gonna call my shot two weeks in advance. Uh, for the dirt for the dirt race, I am picking. Um, hang on. For the dirt race, I'm picking Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ah, interesting pick because he does dirt. That, that's who I'm picking for the dirt race. But for the Atlanta race, I, I'll probably just put names in a hat and see what I get. In all fairness, though. It's not like you just put every single driver in and pull it out. You are strategic. You pick some names that have done good, and then you pick from those, right? Well, no, not really. If you look at this picture I took, <laughs> I didn't really. I mean, I, I, I took a picture. I sent it to the group. I didn't put it on the Facebook. I apologize. Like this week, I, you know, I have like the middle class tier guys. Like I had Christopher Bell. I had Ryan Blaney. Those I had middle tier uh, guys. Those are Busher. both really good I had guys. Newman. Well, hmm. not you know, if, if we had like the normal sixteen, they probably wouldn't be on the normal sixteen. 
explaining it better. I also had Bubba Wallace. I had Suarez. So then Christopher Bell, you got to remember, he's driving a Gibbs car, the 20 car. So he's got good equipment. I think he's going to be good all year. And Ryan Blaney's one of the best. So so you you mix some drivers in well, there. Well, hey, I could have ended up with Quinn Huff. I could have ended up with uh, uh, Justin Haley. I could have ended up with... Uh, I think Justin I Haley is a good driver. Again, I don't know how good his equipment is. Um, Quinn Huff, I just don't think they have a fast car, so he's probably a good pick at a super speedway where anyone can win. That's that's my thought. That's probably where I'll have to use him at some point. All right. So yep, that's uh. Aunt but if Atlanta, you notice, then. like I didn't, I didn't throw in Logano or or Harvick or I didn't throw any of the big big name guys. Yep, you're waiting. But well, that, like, like my, uh, like I think your theory is, I don't want to end up in the championship race, be either up or down by maybe ten points, and I have to rely on like Quinn Huff or Bubba Wallace or something like that. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm really gonna try and hold off on using like top sixteen race car drivers until like the end of May and see what I can do. I just sometimes you start to really fall behind, so it gets hard. But we'll see if I can keep it up. Well, like you said, you can make some of that up in just one. Yep, and I'm hoping one race or so to use some. Like I used McMurray and Almondinger, who were just racing like a race here or there. I'll use Cindric at some point, and I'm hoping some other drivers, maybe some, maybe there'll be some dirt specialists or road course specialists that come into to use them. So, lots of strategy when we play our kind of league where you only can use a driver one time all season. But it makes it really challenging, but it makes it a ton of fun. And I always tell everyone. You know, when the race starts or when we're into the race, who picked who. So then we know who to cheer against as well. Well, you didn't do that until the race was like maybe 20 laps in. And I texted you. I was like, dude, who's got who? So I know who to root against. Yeah, it was a busy Sunday, kind of. <clears throat> but um, all right. Well, that wraps up our fantasy racing. Thank now, you. it'll be a little bit of a shorter segment because Justin White's not here, but we'll talk a little bit of iRacing. I need some money, and I need it right now. Yeah, I need some money, because uh, Good old iRacing. Definitely costs a little bit of money, that's for sure. But, um... Josh, have you been watching some of Justin's feeds? How has he been doing anyway? I have. Um, I try to support my friend. I watch every single one of his races. Lately, they just haven't been going good because, like, he'll be in front of someone and then he'll, like, check up because someone's crashing in front of him then he'll get rammed into from behind. Or, like, last night I was watching and they had a real dirty driver who everyone who was in front of him just ended up spinning out. Yikes. And then he was like, and then he was behind Jazz. I was like, dude, you better or Justin. I was like, dude, you better watch out because he's right behind you. You'll be the next one to spin. It is pretty fun. I mean, I I don't I'm not always around to watch him, but every now and then I'll have time and I'll pull up the feed and watch his race, and it's kind of fun. It's like you know, I'm I'm cheering on my friend. He's racing, woohoo! So I unfortunately been so busy, I have not had much time at all to practice and start getting into races. But I'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, from, 
you know, Justin always kind of talks from a pro's point of view, and, you know, he has some of the more expensive setups and stuff. But from a rookie's point of view, um, just to kind of recap what we did. I use my phone. Yeah, I use my phone. So, I don't know. I, I recommend everyone get kind of an upper mid-grade computer. So, I found a really – Best Buy sometimes actually has really good deals on computers. Even their everyday prices are better than a lot of the on-sale computers you can find at, you know, some of these other places where they're like, you can save 30%, but they're still super expensive. So, I recommend trying to get like a an i7 processor or something, the AMD equivalent, which is actually I think what I have. And, um, yeah, obviously, you will, solid state hard drive if you can get one. I know, Josh, you're like, what are you even talking about? So uh, I thought you were speaking Chinese there for a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I, we'll teach I don't you, do We'll technology. teach you someday. So, and spend a little, you know, get, get one that has a good graphics card because that goes a long way. You don't need the best graphics card. Some of these graphics cards cost thousands of dollars, which is ridiculous. But, um... I say I probably spent maybe eleven hundred ish on my computer, and it it's pretty good. So, I'd say you at least you want to get in with like a seven or eight hundred dollar mid grade computer for sure. I wouldn't go cheap because otherwise you're just it's not going to work very well. So, as far as monitors go, if if you're shopping around Black Friday, that's a great time. I got three three uh, Samsung monitors that were fifty percent off. They only cost like ninety bucks each. So I was really happy with that. The refresh rate's only like 70 gigs gigahertz, but that's more than enough for what I'm doing. Obviously, if you keep going and you want to upgrade and get a little more, you know, better image, that's fine. But but truthfully, you could get in with just one screen if you really wanted to. So if you're on a budget, you know, you could get like a $90 computer screen, get like a $700 computer, and you would be okay. I think when they were doing the uh, iRacing, the actual NASCAR people, I want to say it was Timmy Hill that just had, like, he was sitting at a computer desk and just had one monitor, a simple computer. So it can definitely be done that way if you're on a tighter budget. Steering wheel-wise, a lot of people go with, like, what is it, 260 bucks for the Logitech. So that's, like, your entry level, and it comes with uh, pedals with a clutch, too, which is nice. And the steering wheel, and then for like another 60, 70 bucks, you can get the shifter. So you can really get in for maybe everything you need, just a little over a grand, which isn't too bad at all. I went with the next level up, which was a Thrustmaster, and that one has the belt-driven system, which Justin talked about a couple episodes ago. So it's just a little bit quieter, which is good because that way my neighbors don't hear me because I live in a duplex, and it's just a little bit smoother. Unfortunately, their shifter for Thrustmaster, though, they're like 160 bucks themselves. Uh, I saved up with Christmas money and with gift cards from Christmas, so that's a, a holidays can be a good time sometimes to, to get all that stuff. And then the iRacing itself, I think I did two years at 40% off because they usually give you the best discounts when you first sign up. And then I've been told that throughout the year on Black Friday, they'll sometimes send you like discounts to re-up, so that's a good time to, to re-up your subscription. And then you gotta buy cars and tracks. Now I, what? I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you actually do start racing and you start getting into it, what do you want to drive? Do you want to start with the trucks? Do you want to start with like the the Xfinity series cars? What do you want to What do you want to drive? Oh, I'd love to go with the trucks, but I think you, you have to start in a lower league first. 
So I don't even know if I can do trucks right away. But, yes, the trucks would be something I'd be excited to drive. The truck series is, I mean, obviously I love the cup series, but the truck series is one I, I get really excited for. I'm intrigued about a lot right now. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. I, when uh, when they come to Austin in May, I plan on going to all three days, which is the trucks, the Xfinity, and the, yeah, I the wish, big kahuna. I wish the truck series would be up in Wisconsin too, but that's okay. It'll be fun with Xfinity with some cup drivers and Natalie Decker driving there. So, but um, yes, we know that's what you're looking forward to, Natalie Decker. Definitely, but um, yeah. So, I haven't paid for any new cars or tracks because I'm just practicing mostly at Charlotte right now, and then I gotta get into some races and try not to crash because you gotta build up your rating before you can even do any of that stuff. And um, so that'll probably take a while just because I'm. I'm really busy and I just got a lot to learn. So, but it is fun. I can tell you it's fun, but it's a lot harder than you think. It's not like one of those arcade games where it seems so easy and then you just spin out and keep going. No, it's legit. Like you can't just gun it. And if you try to just gun it and go around the track and not let off the throttle at times and do what you're supposed to do, you're just going to crash. <laughs> so it's very realistic, which I mean, that's why it takes some serious skill. Like when Justin's racing, Sometimes I think to myself, ah, that, that looks kind of fun, and why didn't he do that? He should have done that, but no, it's a lot harder. I mean, it's fun, but it's just a lot harder than it looks. So I, I understand why the road courses are probably really difficult. I haven't even tried one yet because I just want to get an oval down. <laughs> but, but yeah, so you're looking probably around a grand minimum to get at least a somewhat decent setup, maybe up to fifteen, sixteen hundred for a high mid-grade setup, and then from there you can go, you know, some people will have $50,000 invested. So if you're rich, go for it. That's going to be, that'll probably get you one of those simulators that actually move and stuff. <laughs> but uh, most people don't need to spend near that much. But that's some, that's kind of just uh, my take, a rookie's take on iRacing is just getting started. And next week we'll have Justin back and he'll be able to really explain things. He'll probably, I think we're going to pedals maybe next. So hopefully we'll get him back. Oh, yeah, he'll feel better next week, I'm sure. And now uh, that brings us to our uh, closing words. And I, we haven't I haven't had time to get anything for um, the other segment we discussed. But if, if you have a bonehead move of the week you want to go with in your closing words, you can go for it as well. And then when Justin gets back, we'll officially start that segment up again. No, I'm I'm pretty good. I didn't really see too many boneheaded moves. Like I said, I wasn't really paying too close attention to the Xfinity. I had it on, but I was doing things as had kind of in the background and um I did I was pretty it was pretty interesting to watch Kyle Larson go from the back to the front to the back to the front to the back to the front. So that that was kind of interesting to watch. He's a he's a pretty talented guy. Yeah, and it's, it's fun seeing him in a Hendrick car. I mean, <laughs> this sounds bad, but losing his job and then getting rehired might be one of the best things that happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's all I got. What about you? Well, although maybe it wasn't necessarily bonehead to move because it was kind of both people's fault, but I am still bitter about Cole Custer being taken out by Bubba Wallace. Like I said, it was partially Cole Custer's fault because he went up, but Man, Bubba, couldn't you let up a little bit? Come on. <clears throat> but I understand it's racing. He doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> Do you hear it? 
He had his best finish of the year, so we'll see. We'll see what happens as he keeps racing and getting more comfortable in that car and getting to know all his new, you know, pit crew and getting to know the new equipment and all that. But uh, I was I thoroughly enjoyed Austin Sindrick dominating. Austin Sindrick's the man, so that was great. And the cup race, it was just a fun race to watch. So I was happy with Martin Truex Jr. winning. I would have loved to see Ryan Blaney continue to be strong, but he had a good finish too. So, But, yeah, overall, uh, another solid weekend, fun weekend in NASCAR. I'm excited for Atlanta. So that's your, your typical oval. And um, then after that, the race I'm looking forward to probably the most is Bristol. So we got some exciting stuff coming. I'm excited though that all three trucks, Xfinity, and um, the Cup are both are all racing next weekend. So that'll be fun. If full they slate. do the dirt race again next year, we're gonna have to try to go. Well, yeah. Well, next year they'll probably have full. You know, hundred thousand plus people will be able to get tickets to go for sure. So, and I bet it's gonna be a success. And I bet they're gonna have dirt tracks included every year hopefully going forward as well as more of these road courses because I, I think a lot of people really enjoy the road courses i absolutely love the roval i love the daytona road course i'm super excited to see the indy road course the road courses are just exciting they're new challenges i like that they're mixing now they're adding dirt you know they're mixing night races in i just like something different not the same you know left I'm, turns all the time so and that's what they're doing so I'm thank you nascar really curious to see how uh I'm really curious to see how Circuit of the Americas here in Austin is going to run because that's built for F1 cars. Well, they'll make it work. And I know it's got it's got quite a few hairpin turns, so it's going to be real interesting trying to watch these drivers take this big old car in these turns that were made for F1 cars that get all the downforce and can turn like that. So it's going to be real interesting. Same with um, Road America in Wisconsin. You're going to have fun at that one, too. You're going to be a road course man. Apparently. Yep. But, all right. Well, we'd just like to say thank you for joining us here at the I Want to Go Faster Racing Podcast. Please like and follow our Facebook page at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter at GoFastPodcast and by email at GoFastRacingPodcast.Outlook.com. Also, please like our YouTube at the Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast and subscribe. And then please like and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast app of your choice, like Apple, Google, Stitcher, Podbean. And please tell your friends, your family, loved ones, and fellow race enthusiasts to check out the I Want to Go Fast Racing podcast. And remember, stay on that lead lap.